It's time for us to start consolidating the data between project management tools and the actual development progress being made in your Git system. It's time for project management not to suck anymore. I'm so excited for today's episode because I brought in Zach Ozer, the VP of Engineering at Clubhouse.io, to talk about how the new partnership between Linear B's software delivery intelligence platform and Clubhouse Project Management is helping dev teams eliminate the need for status update meetings and automate the manual tasks so many project management tools require from developers. This episode is sponsored by Linear B. Give your dev team the power to improve with team-based metrics, high-risk code alerts, and the world's first project board based on real-time Git activity. Sign up free at linearb.io. Zach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course, Dan. Thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me to do this. I'm really excited. Me too. So awesome to have you on the show this week. We have some great announcements that we're going to get into uh, during the pod, but I wanted to kick us off with something uh, that I've been hearing and kind of heard my whole career from the development community, and it sounds something like this. I'm a developer, and I don't really get value from my project management tool. Or even worse, my project management tool puts more pain onto me um, then I receive, you know, goodness from it. So I have to ask you, is project management broken or is this just the reality? Yeah, I mean, uh, way to ask the hard questions uh, right, at the, <laughs> right at the upfront, Dan. I mean, you really, you know, not holding any punches. Uh, you know, I don't think project management uh, itself is a field of study or is a field of things that one needs to do is fundamentally broken, right? Like, I think you can look at a lot of good examples of, of ways that uh, project and production management have made life better for everyone. The, the most fav- famous example is probably being like Toyota's uh, infamous like production line, uh, Kanban, uh, you know, it, you know, infinite improvement uh, type of things. Brought us cars that like, you know, it used to be you got in your car and it broke down every day. Uh, it wasn't uncommon for someone to say, hey, like I, I'm going to be late to work, like my car broke down. And now you just don't hear that anymore, Right. Um, I think it's no different from where we are. That's no different from where we are today with development teams, right? Today, you go in, a lot of teams struggle with their processes, right? Projects are late. Uh, quality is unreliable. Uh, you know, you see all sorts of things happening where, you know, you know the, the software that gets shipped is not what, what people want. And I think it's a reflection of the fact that people are still learning to work with the tools and learning to build their processes out. Um, and obviously, at Clubhouse, we're trying to change how people do that. I won't I won't name any any competitors or, or, or other tools. I'm not big into to bad mouthing uh, others, but you know, part of what we strive for at Clubhouse is to make the process easier for developers to integrate with the tools that you're already using, so that your product manager doesn't come over to you or project manager come over to you and tap you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, like, where can I see this ticket? Like, what's the status?" The idea is you committed code, you pushed it up for review, you know, your peers reviewed it, it got merged, it got deployed. It should all happen behind the scenes. Like you're doing the work that you need to do, and and no one should uh, should be bugging you for for status updates that you know where the status already exists in, in some other system. Well, maybe that that's what it is, right? Without mentioning another uh, competitor or any competitors, 
Um, a lot of us who have been in the industry for many, many years, you know, 20 plus years, we're kind of used to those status update meetings, right? Okay, project manager, PM, product owner comes to you as a developer, as a developer team and says, all right, let me uh, get the update on ticket A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And an hour goes by and you're kind of as a developer like, what am I doing here? I just wasted an hour of my life. And it seems like a lot of what you're doing at Clubhouse and certainly what we're doing at Linear B is kind of, you know, completely solving that that problem uh, for the community. And so, you know, what I've been really excited uh, about this week is about announcing our new partnership between Linear B and Clubhouse. So I wanted to chat, you know, on why this partnership is so important for the development community. And it would be great if you could talk about, you know, what is unique about the Linear B and Clubhouse, you know, tool integration and what it means to get the full picture for product and dev life cycles. Yeah. I mean, I think the way that, that I, I'm just to be, uh, I, I, I'm tongue tied here because I'm actually so excited about this uh, partnership also. I'm struggling for words, uh, but no, no, seriously, I, this is super exciting. Like Linear B is a, a fantastic product and obviously like we've been using it now at Clubhouse for a little while and, and are really enjoying it. Um, and one of the things that, that we find is, you know, like I was talking about before, you know, your, any project that you're working on has a life cycle that extends outside of engineering, right? Starts with your product team, your customers, your design team goes, goes through engineering, gets to your uh, you know, your QA team, you know, and, and down to marketing and, and everyone else. And so, you know, Clubhouse is really meant to provide to provide transparency and break down those barriers and give you the full picture of what's going on end to end in your whole, uh, you know, uh, software development lifecycle or SDLC, right? Uh, but the amazing thing is, like, for most companies, uh, you know, the engineering part of that is in many ways the most expensive. Engineers are, uh, you know, high cost, uh, you need a lot of them to to do work because they're doing the implementation of of a lot of these things. Uh, and Linear B really gives you much more insight into uh, you know the normal development process itself and what's happening in and out uh, based on what you're what these engineers are doing every day anyway, which is committing code and uh, you know uh, going through their normal development processes and, and really helps you analyze, triage, and and fix uh, process problems. And so that's why we've really found it to be uh, helpful and, and transformational for us. Yeah, you know, what I found is that our communities, the users of Clubhouse, the users of Linear B, and now, you know, kind of that joint user, they have a lot in common. A lot of them are kind of these, you know, maybe I'd say cutting edge or, you know, the development uh, organization is very, very strategic and important to the business. And they, you know, kind of have that passion to improve, right? And what we've kind of seen, you know, throughout the industry is data has been fragmented. You might have some, you know, great information and Clubhouse is an amazing tool. So amazing information, right, in the uh, Clubhouse project management tool. But you also have really important information coming from Git. You have really important information coming from uh, CICD. Um, people, you know, in the QA space might need their, those, uh, their own information. 
And there's not really like a single place where I can get everything that I need as a team leader and as a developer um, or even as like a VP of engineering. And what I kind of see between our partnership is now we're kind of bringing that to the community and we can do things like deliver uh, software on time. We can make better decisions. We can see what's happening in uh, the, the Git lifecycle. Um, one of the other things that I've kind of seen also is around kind of improving team interactions. Now, you hit on it a little bit, you know, maybe that's between product owners and developers, or I think you even mentioned marketing. But how could you see maybe like some of those team interactions improving when you kind of have this data coming together from the disparate systems? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a bunch of different things. You know, Clubhouse is fundamentally a tool that's about collaboration, right? Like we want, yeah. uh, and, and the way that we use it, and we encourage other teams to use it. Uh, obviously, like, I mean, or maybe it's not obvious. We use the product ourselves to build. Clubhouse is built with Clubhouse. Um, so we use it ourselves every day. Uh, and, you know, we encourage everyone to put everything into Clubhouse, right? Our marketing team is putting in their releases and the activities that go into it. Our QA team is putting in all of the automation work that they're doing. Um, you know, uh, even our finance team is using it for things like recurring, uh, you know, recurring financial tasks. So, and we try and put that all into the same workspace so everyone has visibility into what everyone else in the company is, is doing. And, you know, one of the things that I, that I think is so important is also giving people insights, right? Like you have the raw data. I can see how tickets, uh, uh, you know, we call them stories are, are moving from one step to another, but that doesn't give you an aggregate view and say, okay, here's where we're breaking down as a team, right? Like you want to sit down and go to your retro, uh, with like actionable metrics that say, Hey, like this is where we're getting bottlenecked. This is where there's a problem. And to facilitate like, changes to your process to improve that communication. Like what I was talking about with Toyota before, you really have to take a hard look at your processes, bring in that data and say, hey, this is where we can be doing better uh, better as a team and, and talk about that and, and you know, try and improve both the product that you're shipping, when you're shipping it, uh, and how much, you can, how much value you can bring to users. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that, that kind of happens is let's say that you're just able to detect bottlenecks within your, you know, Git flow. So, you know, kind of where Linear B started out was, okay, you know, this PR is waiting for a review or maybe this PR, you know, is merged without a review so we could have a quality issue or, you know, here's uh, how long your deployment's taking a part of your, your cycle time. And that's a good start, but it's not, it's not amazing. And kind of what makes it amazing is when you bring the context from the project. And so, you know, because I, I, I think, you know, most developers and most team leaders would say, you know, my mission is to deliver a great project or product, you know, to customers. So what I've seen now kind of with our integration together is since you have that project context, all your other data becomes way more meaningful. <laughs> totally. So if, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say like, I, you know, I was using the pulse view just the other day and, you know, the ability to go in and see it and see the project laid out and say, Oh, like, Hey, like I, I know that this ticket isn't in review, right? Like, like it's not going to make it out this, this iteration, right. This for this sprint, like, who do I need to talk to about that? Like, did we make the right? Are we working on the right things? Why right? is it important? Yeah, exactly. Why does it even work, matter? 
Yeah. Is it important that we're not, is the story important? Are we working on the right thing? Who do I need to communicate with to let them know that, by the way, this thing is going to be late, right? And what, like, why did we make that choice? And so, like, that's the other amazing thing is that to be able to go into Linear B and see the Pulse view and check out a project in Clubhouse and see sort of, like, what have we been working on this week, right? Like, why did we, like, what are the choices that we made? Who do we need to communicate those choices to? And, and did we make the right ones, right? So I think it provides, like, a lot of context. Like, integrating the two together really gives you a lot of context uh, and, and helps facilitate that communication in your org so that everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And then you kind of have, you know, different... I'll call them, I guess, personas or roles within an organization, right? In engineering, typically, you'd obviously have developers. You might have an engineering team leader. You might have a product manager or project manager or a product owner. You might have, you know, QA people if you're in a more traditional model or some DevOps type people. And all of them kind of need different data in order to get, let's call it, their own status update or a status update that's interesting for them. And kind of when I opened the segment, kind of that old school mindset, at least that I heard from developers, was like, I hate getting asked for that that status update, right? And I think when you bring in kind of the visibility from these different systems, you know, that, that need for a status update uh, decreases, right? And actually, even more so now that we're all working from home or kind of in this, you know, most of us this remote environment uh, situation, if you don't have a tool like Clubhouse or Clubhouse plus Linear B, you might find yourself kind of being asked to be in those meetings even more often, which is even worse. So, you know, kind of just uh, uh, point blank for you, you know, how are project management tools, you know, like Clubhouse or Clubhouse itself, helping engineering teams decrease the number of these status update meetings. Yeah. And I mean, I think that this goes, I'll, I'll talk about this in, in context of like, I think values that, uh, in terms of values, but I think it's values that both, you know, y'all as Linear B have and, and we as Clubhouse have, which is in terms of transparency, right? Um, and, and also like a, a certain sense of like humanity in the product that you're building. Uh, and I say both of those because... A, you want to make sure that the, the data is there for everyone. Uh, meaning, like in Clubhouse, we, we you know we create a very open model uh, for for when you're working in a workspace. Everyone is able to know what everyone else is is working on, uh, and and we want that, right? We want you to have visibility into what folks are doing. And so those update meetings tend to disappear because you can track down, uh, you know, you can go and look at a project. You can track track down what anyone's working on uh, at any point in time. So my project manager doesn't need to come to me and ask for a status update. They just should, you know, they'll see it's been updated in Clubhouse because as I've been working on a ticket, it'll just move through its workflow because of our, you know, GitHub, Bitbucket, uh, GitLab integrations, right? So they'll, they'll be getting the real-time status. And similarly, like, I can go and see everything that my product manager is working on and see uh, what she, you know, what she's moved from one, one step to another and get notified of it uh, via Slack or via email. So you get you know, information kind of from everywhere. And we're actually like working a lot uh, to surface like what is the most relevant information because I think it's really easy to get overwhelmed sort of like by the fire hose. So we've got a feature in beta, not to not to tease too much, but we've got a feature in beta uh, called Teams uh, and it's meant to orient around, around the team that you work with every day. Um, and it's really great because you can actually subscribe to a Slack feed 
uh, of what's going on with your team. And you, you can get that real-time update from everyone at your team at all times. And so you just follow along with that. It's very human scale, very digestible. You get all that info. I think Linear B does the same thing, uh, meaning like I think that you all bring a lot of transparency where anyone in my org can go in and see these statistics, see this information, you know, try and understand like what's going on with our workflows and bring that to the team that they're working with. Uh, and also, you know, to try and humanize that to say like, okay, like we've got a process here, like let's understand where we've got uh, the bottlenecks in the process and, and present the data so that we can we can all sit down and talk about it and do something about it. So. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I'm really proud about the Linear B Clubhouse partnership. It's kind of that we have those same values. We're aligned on the value that we want to bring to the product delivery, you know, life cycle and to developers and to pro- product owners. Um, and kind of what, what I've seen, you know, with modern software teams is no longer does engineering have to like hide what they're working on or hide, you know, maybe where there's some issues happening, you know, bottleneck wise and getting a feature or, or a bug out. The more visibility that you bring to all uh, team members, um, there's kind of that natural trust that happens and then problem solving can happen. Right. So I've even seen kind of within our, our community, even uh, early on here is, you know, you can actually, as an engineering leader, come to a product owner and say, look, here's exactly what the engineering team is looking at or working on. You have that same uh, visibility as I do. We have an issue, you know, uh, moving some code through the delivery pipeline. And I'd like to move these people that are working on this story over here uh, to this non-functional piece of work so we can actually get more value out to our customers faster. What do you think about that? That's a very like uh, educated, you know, teamwork type uh, conversation. And I just kind of think like our, our partnership uh, together is going to emphasize that even more, uh, which I love. Yeah, um, totally. I think going in, uh, you know, I'll use the term like ostriching, right? Like if you go and you, you bury your head in the sand and you ignore the problem, like there's no way to fix it, right? Your, your dev uh, you know, your dev velocity does not go up by ignoring the problems that you have, right? It goes up by going and doing something about it. And so this idea that engineers are hiding problems or that, you know, they don't feel like they can talk about the problems that they're facing or, or product managers similarly, right? Like if anyone in your organization can't have a conversation about it and have be working off the same set of facts and looking at the same data, uh, it, it makes it really hard to actually go and do something about it. It's just setting yourself up for, uh, for a catastrophic failure to some degree. So, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I appreciate you saying it's an enlightened point of view, but, you know, I, I do, you know, we, we definitely hear horror stories from people and, and, you know, we definitely encourage them like, yeah, put the data in front of everyone. That's how you fix the problem. Right, right. You know, I've kind of read uh, a lot of the uh, clubhouse material, let's say. And uh, our manifesto, your man, you know, a lot of exactly a lot of what you talk about is kind of being a dead first project management tool instead of, you know, you got some other ones out there that are kind of like generic project management tools, right? You're a dead first project management tool, which we love at Linear B, of course. Um, And so, you know, can you talk about what it means uh, to kind of be a dev first project management tool versus let's just say a regular project management tool? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the big thing about being dev focused is like, you know, first and foremost, like performance, right? Like we're totally focused on making the product fast, right? Making 
making it useful via from an API perspective, right? Like one thing that you notice about Clubhouse is like we have an open API. Anyone can use it at any level of uh, subscription or plan, right? We try and build great integrations with version control systems, right? Um, and other tools where devs are like uh, bug, bug reporting, uh, like, you know, Sentry, Bugzilla, uh, whatever, so that you're, you've got that bug data uh, flowing in at all times. Uh, you know, so we've got a bunch of different integrations uh, there for devs. And, you know, another thing is we've got some, a great community of developers that we've built around this. So like we have an awesome CLI that's like a third party has built. And so if you want to go in, you know, and you never want to leave your terminal because you're, you know, you're a developer, well, the API supports that. And you can just go and, uh, you know, use the CLI uh, built on top of the API that we ourselves use every day, day in and day out. And, you know, you start working on a story, it'll move your Git branch over, right? You do a commit, pushes it up, it, you know, sends a notification, right? It does the whole nine yards. So um, at least for us, a big, like what, what it means to be dev focused is really, is really those things, which is building the tooling in the place where, where developers want it. Yeah, that's, again, you know, kind of aligning our culture and values together. That's another thing that we at Linear B love about you, you folks at, at Clubhouse, right? You got to meet developers where they live. You know, do they really want to live in another tool? No, they live on the command line. Um, they might live in an IDE. But one of the integrations that I really like uh, that we've done together is we'll actually now send Clubhouse information uh, to developers over Slack or whatever chat you know, protocol they're, they're using. So, for example, now, you know, if we do see that a PR is stuck or we're detecting, for example, high risk code on a branch that they're working on, we'll send, you know, a, a notification into the development team channel and link it to the story or chore or bug that is associated in Clubhouse. And that's, I think, a way kind of like we've done it together that we're kind of uh, being dead first and meeting them uh, uh, where they live. At the end of the day, our podcast, this pod that Dev Interrupted, is really about helping dev team leaders improve the way they work. You know, that's kind of what we're all about on this pod. So I wanted to chat about some of the uh, interesting guidelines that you may have in place uh, at Clubhouse and, and how you uh, track them. So could you give me an example of maybe like one or two of the uh, engineering workflow guidelines you've put in place for your team and why? This is the question you should have started with, Dan. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like everyone has their like pet, you know, like, you know, you could just ask everyone, like, what's your pet metric? Like, what's the thing, you know, like I have a Slack channel for all of our eng managers and it posts like a set of links every morning at nine o'clock in the morning for us to all like go and check status on on things for uh and so like you know at the top of my list is is our uh performance dashboard for the application like make sure everything for the past 24 hours has been you know meeting its slas right the second one is our compliance tool like making sure that like you know we're not uh we're not gonna you know uh have some nick on our audit from our our you know compliance auditor right um, and, and the third one on the, that list these days has been, uh, has been linear B. Uh, and the reason is that like we go in and, and we're taking a look at a couple of things, right? Um, the, so, the, so, uh, the guidelines that we give to people is like, we want most, we don't want effectively want our cycle time to be under 24 hours. And, and that's a little bit aspirational. We have 
outliers that go, you know, a, like longer than that, right? Um, but we tell most people like every day you want to get you want to get at least one PR merged every day, right? Um, and hopefully you're doing more than that. Uh, but you know, it's always good. You know, I always found it. You know, when I was spending more time hands on keyboard, I always found like okay, like to keep my own momentum. Like let me just make sure that today I get in, even if it's a color change, a text change you know, updating, like fixing one small bug, like that momentum was always really important. So that's always, that's always a good one, right? Like try and keep cycle time under 24 hours. Uh, and so we really push people to keep their review sizes down, break it up into smaller commits, make it reviewable. Think about your author. So like a thing I keep a big eye on, uh, in linear B is like, is everything below a hundred lines? Like where, where is our, uh, you know, line of code, lines of code per commit, uh, evening out because it makes such a big difference in, in the review time. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing all of those, you know, metrics plus the guidelines. And and that's really the thing that we heard from our community. Every team works a little bit different, right? You might have a goal to start with to get, you know, under 24 hours for a cycle, you know, your cycle time. But that might be difficult for a team that, you know, starts at a 10 day uh, cycle time. And so what we actually came out with uh, just recently here is a feature where every team within Linear B can actually set their own thresholds, their own workflow. So, you know, what happens if the PR is between 1 to 10? Well, I could do something different if it's between, you know, 10 to 100. Uh, maybe I want to ensure that a review happens. Uh, maybe I want to ensure that there's multiple uh, reviewers there. So really happy that you uh, kind of brought up your uh, guidelines there. And it just so happens that that's actually the feature that we uh, most recently released. Um, so Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this has been a great conversation. Like I was saying in the beginning, I, I looked forward to it for the entire week. And so I wanted to thank you again, Zach, uh, for coming on the pod today. If listeners want to connect with you or maybe learn more about Clubhouse, uh, where could they go to do that? They can go to clubhouse.io and, and scope out the product. We're, we're free for under 10 users, so sign up and, and give it a whirl. Um, you know, if you ever want to you know, grab a virtual coffee uh, or a drink and talk, uh, talk shop and you know, development processes and things like that, you can always shoot me, shoot me an email. Uh, I'm Zach, Z-A-C-H, at clubhouse.io. I'm always happy to chat. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and really, you know, just looking to be a, a resource to folks and, you know, we're, we're hiring if, uh, if we've got any folks who are looking for, to, for front end roles, back end roles, uh, ops management, the whole nine yards clubhouse is growing at a, at a fast clip and definitely, uh, you know, want to, you know, want to encourage any folks out there who are looking for a role, uh, to, to drop me a line also. Awesome. So, you know, for, for our listeners, definitely check out clubhouse.io you can sign up for free and of course you can also get the linear b integration there and if you're in search for a new opportunity it seems like you know you could find a great home uh, in, uh with zach at clubhouse um, also everyone be sure to join the dev interrupted discord community that's where we keep the conversation like this going all week long um, especially check out our AMAs on Fridays and you can find uh, all of the information, the links of what we've been talking about on this pod in the description below. 
Uh, thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend. And same to you, Zach. Yeah, Dan, great talking to you. Thanks so much.